for so damn long to make my mark on this song. You've got to know my name. Listening to 101.5 UMFM. This is the Winnipeg Music Project, and I am your host, Ashley Bianyash. Today I am here with Mal Magarel, and we're going to talk about your recently uh, released album. Yes. So we actually just heard the first 
song of that track called Malfunction. Can you tell me a little bit about that song? Malfunction is the title track of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, my name is Mal, so it's a play on my name. And it's kind of a play on all the elements that make me the kind of artist I am. I'm very influenced by like soul, funk, Motowny type sounds. So it's a lot of that. And it's really just a fun kind of party song, you know, about a girl who's waited a long time to break through, and she did. So that's kind of what it's about. That's awesome. That's yeah. great. And it's like the first song it is. of the album. Track that's- one, single one. Single one. <laughs> So, I know a little bit about the song, but actually, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Sure. Um, so, I am a Winnipeg-based singer-songwriter. Um, I started off, obviously, singing a lot of covers. I still do a lot of cover work. I'm in a few wedding bands. Um, I do an acoustic soul-type duo with a friend of mine. We do covers as well. And when I'm not doing that, I'm writing music and um, singing my own stuff or singing backup for fellow songwriters and singers in the city. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so is that is that your 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 job? Oh, I wish. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's my side job. It's mm-hmm. I do have a day job that pays for the side job. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> okay, because yes. it sounds like you're really busy. So I just assumed that's awesome. I though. don't sleep much. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So who, um, how long have you been playing or singing? Sorry. How long have I been singing? I've probably been singing. The first time I sang in front of people, I was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been singing professionally though since about 2008 so okay yeah it was seven years or so seven eight years yeah awesome nice and was it always um like funk r&b or i think i've always been influenced by that style and and everything i sing kind of has that inflection in in me but i mean i being a cover singer too you really need to sing everything Mm -hmm. you possibly can for you know your audience and whoever's hiring you they're gonna want to hear yeah all sorts of things. So, I mean, I, I sing all genres apart from hair metal and, and oh, gangster rap. No, but, yeah. <laughs> I mean, everything other than, ways, other than that, everything goes. So mm, That's yeah. awesome. Um, so when you're songwriting, um, who inspires your music? Like artist-wise? Yeah. Like other artists? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, well, as a singer, I have a, I have a group of five female vocalists that I've idolized for years and there, Mariah Carey. I grew mm-hmm. up with her. I grew up with Whitney Houston. I grew up with Janet Jackson. But my five, my top five are uh, Mariah Carey, Carrie Underwood, Alicia Keys, Joss Stone, and uh, Kelly Clarkson were my five like ins- amazing vocalists that I kind of yeah. aspire to. <laughs> they're, they're decent. Emulate yeah. for a little bit. Christina Aguilera is another one. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Sorry, Christina. I love yeah. you. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure she's listening and forgives you. <laughs> I know, right? I'll just call her later. <laughs> um, so why did you decide to do um, songwriting as like a second career? Yes. Um, music has always been a huge part of my life. I've always written lyrics. I've always written poems. But I'm w- when I call myself a songwriter, I'm really more of a lyricist by trade. It's It takes a lot for me to get the melodies out of my head. Mm-hmm. And it just so happened a few years back, I met the right people to help me make that happen. So I've always been writing. It's been a way that I've always expressed myself either through short stories or poems or lyrics or whatever. But they didn't materialize themselves into songs until recently. So Okay. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so how, what is that? A lyric writing process from the beginning from beginning to end yeah most of my songs start with a title which is super weird because usually singer or songwriters you, will say the opposite i've actually a lot of the <laughs> books i read that's actually how they recommend you start is yeah. with a title 
That seems to be where it goes. I'll either I'll get like a title in my head or an idea, and I'll think to myself, "That'll make a really good song," and I'll sit down and like flush it out if I have, mm-hmm. you know, if the ins- inspiration hits me at a particular time. But um, sometimes it'll start with a line or two, okay. and it'll expand from there. Sometimes it starts with a hook or a melody and a chorus, and it expands from there. Um, and sometimes it'll just like all come out like word vomit, and then you <laughs> have to kind of mm-hmm. go back later and. Make sure your word vomit made sense. Yeah. <laughs> so Make I mean, sure you it, record it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my voice, my my voice memos on my iPhone is ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so that I mean, that's actually really handy. So aspiring songwriters out there, get an iPhone with voice yeah. memos. Um, so yeah, I mean, it it really depends. It really depends on what has inspired me to write and mm. where I was and what's going on at the time. Okay. So yeah, my process is kind of all over the place I guess that's fine as long long as it works for you it does it seems to I mean I have my fair share of writer's block I'm sure like everyone else encounters Mm -hmm. that but you know you you go away for a while and you sit through it I've I've a lot of the songs on on my record were songs I've written ages ago and then or portions of songs that I had written and then reworked and revamped and worked with other people to create something new so Mm -hmm. a lot of them were like you know started ideas that weren't flushed out entirely until later on like I have oh, okay. to let them go and go back and be like oh okay this is where I was going with this awesome yeah that's <laughs> must my life like I I totally under, I totally understand that <laughs> um so what was how did the malfunction album be born how was it born how was it born did I, did well I, yeah. <laughs> you know what a few things happened a few things happened I guess that 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 caused the chain of events to occur um I met another vocalist. Her name is Helen White. She's a jazz folk vocalist. She's pretty well known in the jazz scene, and uh, she does write her own music. And I met her um, through the University of Winnipeg, and she was starting to uh, direct a downtown like vocal jazz kind of choir. And so I, I started singing for her there, and then she hired me to sing backup for her. Mm-hmm. And we kind of became friends, and I started taking voice lessons with her. And then my voice lessons kind of evolved into have you ever written a song before? And then I said, well, yeah, I mean, I have lyrics, but I just don't kind of know, you know, how to get the melodies out of my head. And so she she was really the one that first pushed me into really creating something out of the songs. Like, she, mm-hmm. you know, she she ha- had the lyrics. I kind of sang her the melody that was swimming around up there, and, and she helped me pull them out. And it was really basic chords at first, but it were, they were there. Mm-hmm. And um, after that, I had, I had recorded a couple, like, really basic demos like piano voice on you know garage band just to get it out and yeah. um a studio in town was having like a a, a little like fa- social media contest so I just kind of caught a Facebook update one day that was like you know send us your demos and to for a chance to win like free studio time so oh, cool. so I did that I noticed it and I was like yeah why not right so I sent these horrible uh, garage band demos <laughs> to uh, his name's Jason Jason Gordon Studio 11 and um, I won um, so I won a couple free hours and I was like oh well that's cool so I took the first three songs that Helen and I kind of clunked yeah. out and and throughout this time I I'd started meeting a bunch of different musicians that Helen had worked with and that I had subsequently worked with because of you know being hired as her as her backup singer and stuff and then I started kind of getting my foot in the door and, and hiring mm-hmm. them for things that I was doing. And so I was lucky enough to have a group of people that really liked me and really liked my stuff and believed yeah. in what I was doing. And they helped me create 
what is now malfunction. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's it was amazing. I I never going back and listening to the horrible garage band versions that we created just so I wouldn't forget what I sang five minutes ago yeah. to what they are now is just like it's mind blowing. And I'm sure and I know you know that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a songwriter yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So. Oh, no. I think I, I haven't produced really anything yet, but I, I know the garage band thing. So I, that's all I have right now. It's 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 awesome. Mm-hmm. It's a lifesaver when that's you awesome. want to remember melody. So yeah. So how do you how do you approach um, these musicians? Like you said, you, you had friends, and so you say like I have the song. Here are the chords. Now what? What do you do? <laughs> um, a, a friend of mine who's an incredible piano player. Um, he's based out of here. Um, he and I became friends and, and a few times, you know, he would play for me and, and, and the more I played the songs out, like they really were just charts. Like it was just chorded charts. That's all they were. Mm-hmm. But the more I would play them out in different opportunities, different bars and, and lounges and stuff in town, they would evolve. So I, I tended, we tended to use the same group of people and the more they played it, the more, obviously the more comfortable they got with them and the more they've kind of evolved into something else. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I had finally scheduled that first session to go into the studio, um, they kind of just it just kind of all came together. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you you've been playing the, the songs. A lot of the songs on the record I have been playing out live for okay. a number of years before they for a while before they were actually recorded and mm-hmm. and figured out you know okay. the way that they are now on the album versions. Cool. Um, some of them there's there's a couple that were newer that I'd written and then recorded right away because yeah. I knew that. I, it was it was kind of like a missing piece. Like I knew I needed to write this song. I knew I needed to write something about this. So I wrote it and then we recorded it right mm-hmm. away, which was not what I was used to doing. Yeah, I would usually write a song, we'd chord it out, Helen and I, and then I would get opportunities to play them out, um, and then they'd kind of evolve and and I'd get more ideas and and you know backup backup harmony ideas and things like that, and then they just kind of grow and evolve from there. So mm-hmm. it was almost like you know live practice before we laid it down. That's so cool. That's awesome. Do you play an instrument? I don't. You know, I grew up playing piano, and I stopped, and I regret stopping. Mm-hmm. Um, but because um, I, I guess in high school I started just really focusing on the vocals, and I, I hadn't. I, I stopped piano, and I regret it so much because I think it probably would have definitely helped me mm-hmm. in my songwriting now because I would have been able to pull the melodies out myself. And I mean, I can. Like, I can play the melody. Yeah. On a piano, I can play what's going on in my head, but mm-hmm. I can't do anything no, intricate okay. and fancy. Fancy? <laughs> no, that's okay. No, I was just I was just wondering how you were mm-hmm. recording them, and writing them down. But that's cool. Throughout your career as a songwriter, what is your proudest accomplishment? Oh, other than the album. Other than the album, um, I writ I wrote a um a charity song that's being used as a purely for charity it's for a, a disease called batten disease i don't know if you've heard of it it's very rare not a lot of people have heard about it um, but a friend of mine that i had gone to university with she organizes a um a fun run and walk mm-hmm. over the last few years um, to raise money for uh, there's a few families in, in manitoba that are that have children who are afflicted with the disease and it's terminal and awful and and there's not a lot of funding for them because it's so obscure Unknown, yeah um so when she approached me, she originally just approached me to sing at the event, like just to provide some entertainment, which we, myself and my duo partner, happily obliged. We absolutely did. Yeah. And then upon further discussions, she was like, well, wouldn't it be great if we could like surprise everyone with with like a song or something? Because part of this event was a larger kind of community 
initiative where they were trying to impart the message of being compassionate, kind to people, and and you don't know what what people are going through and why they're might be different from you because maybe they're just not different from you, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the families that have children with with Ben haven't had the best experiences from the community, and and it's actually quite terrible. So the whole idea behind the song was exactly that to be compassionate and 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 kind to one another because you never know. What they might be going through behind closed doors and and so the song itself came from that and and it was recorded um i called on my friends again and mm-hmm. everyone donated their time to create the song even the studio donated their time we did it at private ear studios i'm going to wow. shout out jp because he's fabulous yeah <laughs> um and it gave us the studio time to record this song and and now it's out there for sale and all the money goes to the canadian bat association so that that's makes awesome. me feel good yeah that's an amazing accomplishment where, where can you find the song it's on Bandcamp. I mean, it's linked on my site, too. Okay. Um, so you can click onto my site directly, and you can learn more about the disease. You can learn more about the song, and you can buy the song. Two bucks. Mm-hmm. Can't go wrong, right? That's awesome. So and it's going for a good cause. It's coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's half a Starbucks. Exactly. Not yeah. even a full Starbucks. Or a, a large large double Hortons. double or yeah, something double like double. that. Yeah, so that was really wonderful. I mean, and, and when it comes to songwriting, I think that's probably one of my... Mm-hmm. Pro- apart a, from the album, that yeah. that was a really nice thing that I was that's able amazing. to do. Yeah. That's, that's such a good pick of your proudest accomplishment. That's <laughs> awesome. Um, so, segue. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, so I was when I was creeping you on the internet, I found, <laughs> I found you had a blog on your website. I do have a blog. Um, and myself, I I consider myself a blogger, but when I think about it, I don't actually blog about things because I can't I can't do it. Like I I, I wanted to ask you, how do you find topics that you're comfortable talking about for like the public to read I feel like I think about a blog as a diary even though millions upon millions of people can read it if they want to yeah <laughs> I still I think I still feel like it's just my diary mm-hmm. and if I have some thoughts that I want to write down I'll write them down and I'll I'll flush them out um, the blog was started actually I went to a management music workshop about a month ago it was all about a social media and they were talking about tumblr blogs and how blogging should be more of a more regular part of an artist's of artist day or of an artist life on social media because it gives them it gives your fans and your followers a different picture of you um apart from the music like you know when you talk about oh, okay. other things and and you kind of you know describe different experiences that happen to you that aren't particularly music related the one thing one of the big things that i took from that workshop was don't just post about music related things you want your fans to be engaged with you you want your followers to be engaged with you regardless yeah. of the music you know okay, you want to meet them to know your real your personality person. exactly okay. so so i mean i said to myself i've had blogs in the past and i've had journals in the past and let's go way back diaries in the past and mm-hmm. i always do the same thing i start one and i never finish it yeah or i start one and then i forget and i forget my password it's been three months yeah. and i'm like oh i had a i had a blog story of my life my password is. <laughs> um but i i vowed to myself to keep up on it this time yeah and saying that i've literally only blogged twice <laughs> In a month. Oh. Um, but it's, you know what, it's nice. It's an, it's just another way of expressing yourself. And I think that I think that if if there's something that you're really passionate about, mm-hmm. you'll write about it. You'll find the time to write about it. Okay. So, I mean, if you find yourself kind of like days going by and you're just so busy with whatever, you know, you'll find it. You'll make time. It might be one in the morning, but something will, something will hit you and you'll write. So, okay. I mean, I'm a, I'm a believer in that. I yeah. think that if you're as passionate about a topic or something or an idea – you will make the time to write. Mm-hmm. Even if it's months and months yeah. later, you will do I it. Take, I should take, I, I always <laughs> thought, like, since I, I made the blog and I was like, I'm going to document, like, my, my school 
experience and then school started and then that didn't happen and then I started the <laughs> Winnipeg Music Project and it's only been interviews really uh, and I started doing like music tips but that kind of I ran out of tips um, <laughs> so I just and I thought people only want music if they're coming to my blog but if you're saying that it should be about live events that totally maybe I should just get started and just write anything and mm-hmm. obviously edit you could but, mm-hmm. you could I mean like my blog if you go to it I mean it says like I'm a songwriter these are my stories um, and and like my idea behind it was to kind of give people backstories about like pick songs that I've written and be like where this song came from how it evolved what changed about it and stuff and then I was just like well that's fun and I'm gonna do that but there's more to me than music and yeah and and a, a blog is exactly that it's it's a way for you to express yourself so if there's things that are happening in the world that you know you want to talk about talk about them mm-hmm. regardless of what your blog title is or what the subject matter is supposed to be okay so I uh, would you say that all musicians should do that or just people who have kind of established themselves a little bit or have a little bit of a fan base or just right from the get-go like hey I just started a band here's my life (laughs) I ate this yesterday (laughs) (laughs) well I think the whole idea of of the social media is to you want to engage with your fans you want to let them know what you're up to but you also don't want to bombard them with show after show after show after show you want to let them know who you are as a person too so a, a friend of mine is hilarious on her tweets and her Facebook status updates are just so silly and that's who she is as a person she's a goofball Mm -hmm. and she's a singer and she's a songwriter and she's that's how she engages with her audience and it's awesome like her 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 blog she doesn't blog as far as I know she doesn't blog but her tweets and her updates (laughs) are just hilarious and a lot of times they're not music related they're like they're like I ate some lipstick today (laughs) you know like they're ridiculous but that's yeah how she's getting her personality across Mm -hmm. Because it's hard to do that when yeah. it's electronic and there's no feeling behind anything, yeah. right? So interesting, cool. Yeah. Um. So another segue. How do you, uh, as as a musician, how do you find shows and gigs, and and how do you generate that words? Um. The shows. How do you how do you make get the shows? How do I get? Perform. How do I yeah. how do I book like how do I get bookings? I book yes, myself. Yes. Thank stuff? you. Uh, <laughs> Um, I don't do a ton of my own stuff. Like, I don't book myself and do a mal show. Um, I mean, it's very, it's not very common. Helen used to do, because I was one of her students, she would do a lot of student nights at lounges and clubs and stuff across the city. And so that was a really good opportunity for me to do my practice, my songs, and get my songs out there and start slowly excuse me um you know building up the confidence to sing my own stuff out Mm -hmm. I've only been singing my own material since 2011 so it's not a lot of time it's it's not it hasn't been you know I'm Mm -hmm. not I mean I'm not new to the rodeo but I'm I'm new (laughs) to the songwriting game it's not something that I was confident in and and really putting out there so a lot of those little like loungy gigs that I would do I wouldn't tell anyone I didn't advertise them I kind of did but not like in the the beginning five minutes before hey yeah in the beginning (laughs) I'd be like day of I'd be like hey I'm singing at Joe Black's tonight you know like really you know brief kind of come on down if you're you're there if if you're like available (laughs) yeah but I wouldn't really push those and then when I started to get more confident and I started really working on the album then I was starting to really, you know, I I put on a show last year, 2014 was my first like show mm-hmm. um, that I did kind of as a, almost like a fundraiser to help me finish the album. Yeah. So I put a big, you know, we put a show on Helen and I, we, we co-headlined the bill and we did a show together 
And it was great. It was very stressful, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was great, and it helped, and I was able to finish the record, and I just planned the album release, happened in October, yeah. and that was, you know, my biggest show to date. So, I mean, my, my next steps now is to probably try to get into more of the festivals, festival circuit. I'm I'm doing the Music in Maven series through oh, the Rady GCC. This, I've done it once before, but this year it's my music as opposed to other things, so okay. I'm really looking forward to that as well. And that show is actually it kind of mirrors my blog. It's all it's an acoustic version of songs on my album and the stories of where they came from and how they how they were created and that kind of stuff. So exciting! So, yeah, awesome. and you're on the radio. And I'm on so. the radio, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, putting yourself out there. That's great. Um, but how do you how do you deal with those nerves? Like you're saying that you didn't tell anyone. How how are you getting over those nerves before a show? It's funny to say that it made me nervous. I think it was more so I was scared. I was like, this is... Because when you sing your own music, you know you're singing your truth, right? You're singing your soul. So it's more like, oh my God, I'm singing songs about my ex-boyfriend and he might be here later. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. weird stuff. about. So that was hard to kind of get over. And even standing backstage waiting for to go on for my album release, I was like losing it. Mm -hmm. Um but I don't generally get nervous anymore because I'm so used to it and I sing so often. Mm -hmm. It just depends on what you're doing. Like nerves are normal and nerves are, are healthy. So if, you, if, you're, if you're a singer and you don't get nervous anymore at all, then something's wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not the first person I've heard say that. Yeah, that's super important. It's true. Because they're so hard to deal with. It is. And I can tell you experiences where I felt like I was going to vomit before walking out on stage. I would get... My heart would pound. I could feel it. Like, I could hear it. And I was just like, ringing. oh, my God. Like, I can't do this. I just mm -hmm. can't. Um, but that goes away. You start, you get more confident. You get more comfortable in your own skin. You get comfortable as the artist that you are. You know what your your voice is. You know what you can sing and what you can't. And you're confident in your abilities. So because when you get to that place, the nerves become much more easier to deal with. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, they're, they're very minimized. They're almost like they're not even there. They are, but they're not to the point where your heart's going to jump out of your throat <laughs> any minute. So the more you, I find the more you do it, the less traumatizing the nerves can be. Oh. And it is hard, but yeah. you just got to go out there and you got to do it. Mm -hmm. And you just got to keep doing it. And it gets easier every time. Mm -hmm. I know. I hear that every time I ask a question, <laughs> but I, I think I'm going to need it like a hundred more times before I believe it. Um, you just got to keep doing it. I know. It. <laughs> so uh, how do you balance all this performing and I always like other obligations like family and that's a good question <laughs> i have a really supportive husband mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> who is um i mean he I, it's hard sometimes i'm i do a lot of things i'm in a lot of bands i i have a lot of projects on the go but he knows that this is he knew from the get-go meeting me that this was part of my life and it always would be yeah so i mean as it stands we do we do a good job we i i you know i i manage as much as i can and i do as much as i can without losing my mind mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and and you have to take time for yourself and occasionally too and yeah. make sure that you don't go crazy <laughs> but you know when you love something as much as you know musicians love music it's easy to yeah. find the time definitely yeah awesome so thank you so much for coming to the show. Can you tell everyone how they can find you? They can find me on my newly launched website 
Uh, it was just launched last week, www.malmagrel.com, M-A-L-M-A-G-O-R-E-L.com. And all my links to social media are found there. So I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud. Um, and you can find my Tumblr blog, direct yeah. link to my <laughs> site. I was very adamant about that yeah. with my web designer. He didn't understand why I wanted a link. And I was like, no, I want a link. Yeah. Oh, well, that's super <laughs> smart and creative and probably the best thing you can do. Um, <laughs> So, everyone, thank you so much for listening to the Winnipeg Music Project. If you missed the first part of this uh, interview, it will be on either umfm.com or on www.winnipegmusicproject.com on Friday. Thanks so much for listening. Oh, yeah, and now you're going to be listening to uh, Hey Rockstar. Hey Rockstar, yeah. Okay, uh, before we go, actually, can you tell me a little bit about that one? About Hey Rockstar? Yeah, I can. <laughs> um, I know earlier we were talking about, you know, where inspiration comes from, and a lot of what I write is personal experiences and the like, but this song was the most random song I can I, I think I've ever written. I was at a show with a friend of mine. We were there a little bit before it started because she was friends with the singer, and... Um, he was on stage getting ready to go and someone from the back of the room yelled to him, hey, rock star, just yelled, just out of the blue. And I went home that night and wrote this song in five minutes. And oh, it's wow. so weird because it has, and I've and throughout the project process of recording this album, recording that song, I've had a lot of feedback on that song and the story and how awesome the story is. Mm-hmm. And one of the, the, the person who actually mastered and did some mixing on the song, him specifically was like, I really love the story. Like, this is a great song. And I, and my response to him was like, I wish I could tell you it was true because yeah. <laughs> it's not true at all. It's, oh. it's about a, a girl who, whose, um, you know, boyfriend is rising, a rising celebrity, always wanted to be a rock star. He finally made it and he left her in the dust. That's what it's about. Oh, no. So it's a gr- <laughs> and it's really great. And yeah. I, it's one of my favorite songs, but it's just so funny that it's completely random and separate from me. And, yeah, it's probably and true in someone's like life. Like 360 away from me. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I'm sure it's a, it's pretty, re- it's a yeah. pretty realistic story, but yeah. not about me at all. <laughs> awesome. That's so cool. Well, here is Hey Rockstar. Cause Mr. Talent, Mr. Everything 
that are shared.